0: Good morning, good day, or good evening. My name is Eli Rowe, and this is the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. Thank you, thank you for being here with me today. I hope you had a lovely full moon. I'm really feeling energized these days. I've got a few new irons in the fire that I'm working on. I've got a wonderful partner who's helping me, you know, refine and realize my vision Danny, the powerhouse witch of Pennsylvania. I'm feeling really good about the direction things are headed, and I'm getting messages from witches we've heard from in the past with some updates about their situations, and by and large, people are doing really well, all things considered. You know, the overall message that I keep seeing is that they're getting some fantastic results from their work, and I just couldn't be happier or more proud of the magic and the changes that they are creating in their lives. Like, this is the dream. Now today we are going to talk about reading signs, omens, um, and portents and I will start off by saying that this will not be an exhaustive list because there's no way to cover every sign from the universe, from ancestors, from guides and so on because so many of the things that may appear to us as signs are going to be very specific to us. As individuals and therefore won't be especially meaningful to anyone else. But that's what makes them signs and those are often the ones that we can put the most stock into. And now let's start this discussion by talking about some of the more common omens that we might come across. Repeating numbers. Now these are a sign that we may see an awful lot. Sometimes they're called angel numbers, you know, um, 1111, 444, or 777, et cetera. And there are about a grillion little memes and graphics telling us what specific angel numbers mean, but you know, not everyone is a professional numerologist. So even if you aren't quite sure what specific numbers may indicate, if you're seeing the same repeating numbers over and over again, You can at least be assured that your guides, your guardian angels, uh, the universe, however you think of it, you can be assured that they're trying to get your attention in some kind of way. Just, you know, basically pay attention when this happens is the, the overall message. You know, what were you thinking of right when you noticed those numbers? Was it something that's been weighing on your mind recently? Did somebody call or text you right before or right afterward? And we do have to be aware that sometimes we're seeing repeating numbers a lot because we are always looking at our goddamn phones. And I've said this before, um, but you know, I, for example, I personally see 1111 11 a lot, but that's because at work I take my lunch hour right around, you know, 11, in the morning. So I naturally start looking at the clock right around that time. So for that number to carry any more significance for me personally, it's going to have to appear somewhere else. I don't usually give a ton of weight to repeating numbers on my phone's clock, again, because I'm always looking at it. But, you know, if I'm seeing these numbers on, I don't know, license plates or if they're on like serial numbers on cash that I receive and change, you know, um, or if they're like on my order number at a restaurant or an address or a receipt or something like that, then then I'll give it more attention. I'll give it a little more credence. So again, you don't have to know the meanings of these numbers to gain insight from them or to interpret them as a sign. But if you're into that, the general numerological consensus for the meaning of certain repeating numbers is as follows. Um, repeating ones are... <sighs> it's a call to action, essentially, you know, the universe is telling you to move on whatever it is that you're mulling over, or whatever opportunity you've been considering, or that may arise shortly. Um, Also, 222 is a sign that whatever you've been trying to create, whatever it is you are putting into motion, whatever seed you've planted Uh, It's just an acknowledgement that that seed is growing roots and it is going to pay off. You know, don't quit now is essentially the takeaway. Um, Threes mean kind of like whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And not in a fatalistic doom and gloom sort of way, but essentially threes are just saying, you know, you've done what you can, you've done your part, sort of let the universe take it from here um and then Repeating fours, uh, I love those. Uh, repeating fours is just like a hug from your guides. It's just a reminder that you're not alone. You know There is a light at the end of whatever tunnel that you're in and you don't have to do everything on your own. And if you're not going through a tough time, re- fours, uh, repeating fours are just, again, that acknowledgement, just that little pat on the head, that little whisper from your guides that I'm here, we're here, we're listening, we're ready to help you if you should need it. Uh, 555 is interpreted so it's sort of like Dorothy's tornado in the Wizard of Oz, you know, like you're going to be thrown around a little bit. There's going to be some turbulence, but hold on tight and keep your eyes fixed on your goal and you're going to end up somewhere beautiful and unexpected. Fives are, are kind of crazy. It's like, yeah, there's going to be a storm, but there's going to be a beautiful rainbow after the clouds clear. Now, sixes are a little bit of a warning, not, you know, a scary, like satanic, demonic, 666 number of the beast bullshit. It's just a reminder to stay true to yourself. Stay true to your ethics. Don't get caught up in false ideas about what's important. Don't lose yourself trying to become someone else or trying to attain something or some goal that isn't really going to serve you in the end. And then sevens, of course, are a message of good fortune. And you may not realize it yet, but things are headed in the right direction. That's what sevens are telling us. You know, you're making the right moves. We're on the correct path. The decisions and the choices that we are making are in line with our greater purpose. Um, eights, eights are actually one that we don't see often, at least I don't. Um, (laughs) and I, I, guess it makes sense. They, they probably, they tend to appear to us when everything is going perfectly and nothing can be improved, which is probably why we don't see it more often actually. But it's just also a little sign that, you know, heads up, Hey, things are reaching a conclusion here. You know, everything's as, as good as it can be. You've done everything that you can. Um, so it's time to figure out what's next nine 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 this is the number of new beginnings um something brand new is brewing and it will present itself shortly this also logically denotes then that something else has just ended so we can also read it as a sign that whatever that was whatever has just ended whatever door just closed um you know that wasn't the end of the story so so it's kind of i don't know it's it's new beginnings, but it's a little bittersweet because it's also the end of an era. A little bit. It doesn't have to be that serious. Sometimes it is, but not always. And then zeros are just a reminder of the wisdom of the universe, you know, the wholeness of every living thing that exists now or ever has existed. We are a part of something much larger than we can comprehend. And of course, you know, common number combinations have their own meanings. And I don't really have time to get into all of that, but it is very fascinating. I could actually, I think I will, I'm, I'm going to do a numerology episode Um, and make a quick note to myself here. Okay. So what about other signs like animals? And this is a really common one across cultures you know, seeing animals and then interpreting what it might mean, depending on what the animal is. This can be very significant for people, especially for, for peoples of specific cultures. And we will go through some of the more common correspondences here in a minute, but again, I feel like I say this all the time. These aren't a hard and fast rule. We have the example, of course, of the witch Ithil, who wrote in and who still writes in from time to time, who was given a sign in the form of an owl. And, you know, after a little, I don't know, after a little meditation on this, she kind of recognized this owl as a messenger from her mother, who is on the other side of the veil. And um, this witch has gone on to cultivate a really rich... Really close relationship with her mom. So, like many other concepts in witchcraft, the guidelines and general rules only go so far because some cultures think of, of owls as a, you know, this terrifying omen of death and evil. So, it doesn't always translate across cultures. If you personally have a connection with a certain animal that does not fit the accepted explanations, your personal connection always supersedes those correlations. Always, So let's start with the owl. Um, Owls and crows actually are commonly interpreted as messengers, like obviously that's the whole point of this episode. But so anytime that you see one, especially in a place that you wouldn't expect to, stop and ask yourself what intuitive messages you might be receiving. Owls and crows are also connected to the afterlife. So specifically, you may be receiving a message from a departed loved one. And it can't be left unsaid that in some cultures, a lot of cultures, that owls and crows are dire warnings. Um, you know what, an, a quick detour. Um, I forgot to put this in my notes, but I want to talk a little about zodiac correspondences with animals and symbols as well. And again, I meant to add this to my notes, but I didn't. And I want to get this out before it slips my mind. So, you know, if you are going about like your daily business and an image or a picture of a lion catches your attention for some reason, um, this might be a signal to like check in on a certain important Leo in your life. Likewise, if it's a bull that's caught your attention, call your favorite Taurus. You know, if it's a ram, check on your Aries although an Aries would never admit to needing to be checked on but do it anyway you know sometimes the universe really can be that obvious Uh, now if you're watching the Lion King like with your grandkids you're obviously going to see some lions so you know again be rational about things but if you're seeing these animals in places that you wouldn't expect or if they just snag your attention in some strange kind of way just be ready to listen And now back to my main point, we can also receive messages from deities in our lives by observing these animal totems that appear to us. Um, I had a witch tell me about the most, oh God, it was the most incredible account of how her son's life was very literally saved by the sudden and unexpected appearance of a bear. Now, in her son's case, it was an actual live bear, but that isn't usually the case. You know, usually it's just going to be imagery of some kind. Now, bears symbolize a lot of things on their own, such as power, um, maternal protection, endurance, spiritual healing, you know, all these things. But they're also the patron animal of the goddesses Artemis and Artio, with whom this witch felt a very strong connection. So, not all of us may experience such a dramatic intervention, but we may certainly receive messages from deities that we have connections to in this way. And this is another reason among a myriad other reasons why it's so important to really research deities and entities that you're interested in working with because you want to be able to recognize the, si- the signs that they send you when they send them. Okay, and now I'm just going to run through a few more common animal symbols before we move on. Um, Wolves are a very common omen. They're such a powerful animal, and they will often appear to give us a message of loyalty, strength, um, shamanic work, um, moon magic, um, protection of self and family. Um, Rabbits are a message of alertness. They're often, they will appear to us to warn us to sort of keep our eyes and ears open to danger, not just physical danger, although it can be, but, you know, also in our daily lives, at work, in relationships, whatever. An unexpected rabbit may pop up to give you a message to just pay attention to what's going on there. Just don't ignore your intuition or ignore any, you know, alarm bells or warning symbols that signals that you're receiving. Um, Horses will appear to tell us that we are being too tame, that we're being too domesticated, too reserved. Horses appear with messages of freedom, wildness, energy, you know, youth. They're also really good omens for traveling, incidentally, especially sudden spontaneous trips. Now, foxes. Foxes are an interesting one to me. Um, They can either symbolize the need for cunning, you know, for being a little bit sneaky, for being sort of intellectually nimble, or they can indicate that someone is trying to get one over on you. I kind of liken them to the seven of swords in tarot. So, I mean, you know, listen to your gut when it comes to all of these symbols, of course, but really listen to your gut when foxes start popping up somebody sly, maybe trying to get away with something is what I'm trying to get at here. And then away, moving away from animals now, ringing in the ears. This can be a very strong omen. It's probably angels, guides, you know, however you think of them. If your ears are ringing and there's no obvious reason for it, like you haven't, you know, heard a loud noise or something that's caused it, your guides are screaming for your attention. If you, can't possibly stop right then in the moment and like meditate on it for a moment to figure out what they're saying definitely definitely make a note of what's going on around you at that time and then make time as soon as you can to try and meditate on it and and just get a little more information if your ears ring there's you know a high-pitched tone out of nowhere your guides need to talk to you Um, And then I find that when ancestors or departed loved ones are trying to communicate there, honestly, there's a lot of ways that they will make themselves known. Um, You know, smelling a certain perfume or cologne is a really common indicator that they're physically near you in spirit. Um, That's always a really powerful one. But they can also communicate in other ways and in my experience the most obvious one is to appear to you in your dreams if you are being visited in your dreams by somebody who has passed then they're here to tell you something Um, finding random keys this can be a really significant sign from the universe either in real life or in dreams Um, in general keys symbolize power you know for example we Frequently, see powerful men, um, religious leaders, and royalty holding keys in ancient artwork to sort of signify this. But keys are also symbolic of hidden knowledge, wisdom that will require some sort of effort to unlock. Uh, they can signify secrets and, of course, the opening of doors that may be closed to us at this time. And there are so many significant symbolic correspondences for everyday items like that but even more important than knowing precisely what the most common meanings are is just simply recognizing that something is in fact a sign that we are receiving messages that we are seeing omens for better or worse just paying attention actively to the world around us that we aren't just passively experiencing the world but that we are taking an active Role, understanding that there are forces around us that are making an effort to commune with us in some way that we can recognize. Because we can deduce what the messages mean one way or the other, but if we don't even notice them, we're missing out on such a large part of our spiritual experience in this world. And the best part about this is that the more messages we will see, the more messages that we see, the more we will continue to see you know once the universe or god or our guides or angels however you interpret these powers these consciousnesses once they realize that they're being seen and heard the more willingly they will begin to communicate with us and with practice we will begin to recognize them and understand them more and more and then one final thought on this topic is this we can ask for signs at any time. This communication is a two-way street. We can communicate directly with spirit and ask for messages. We can ask for direction. We can be specific too. We can incorporate this into our spell work, in fact. As we're going through the preparatory work of writing our spells, you, you know your methods are going to be different from mine, of course. This is very individual work. But as you're working your spells out, include a bit in there about receiving a sign that your petition has been heard you know if i were doing a spell for a relationship for example at the conclusion of the spell work proper i might include a phrase something like you know i will see rainbows and know that my spell is working and then as i go about my daily life if and when i see rainbows it'll be my sign from the universe that the manifestation i've put out there is coming into being it doesn't have to be rainbows. It could be anything. The point is you can ask for signs. You can ask for specific signs. You can ask your deceased loved ones for signs. You can ask your guides for signs and you'll get them. I promise. So let's head out into the world with all three eyes wide open, ready to receive the signs that I know the universe is sending us. And please write to me with any questions, comments, cool stories. i Available on social media at, at middleagedwitch or via email at eli at middleagedwitch.com. I will be here next week to talk about cauldron magic, and my name is Eli Rowe, and this has been the Middle Aged Witch Podcast. content of this podcast is not a substitute for direct personal professional mental or medical health care and diagnosis the information opinions and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only